is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, are my podcasting partners, Dan. What's going on? And Paul. Insert cricket sounds here. Yes. No, no, Paul this week. Paul's busy. Paul's a busy guy. It's okay. We forgive him. We love him. But we... We'll see him after April 15th. Nonetheless, that's a good point. Carry on without him, even though we haven't done that in the last three weeks. That's a whole different issue but at any rate make sure to wait i'm jumping ahead see it's been so long i'm rusty welcome to this episode of fanning the flames the og phoenix suns podcast that is made for the fans that's you guys by the fans that is us make sure to give me a follow on twitter i'm at so says j daniel what 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 do you what do you plug in here this week what's what's your twitter handle of choice um i i you know what i gotta my Unofficial sponsor over at Buffalo Trace just sent me a brand new bottle of Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. So let's plug them. And also, uh, tonight's episode is also sponsored by Jaime Garcia, my father, cigar brand. Thank you to them as well for unofficially sponsoring <laughs> this episode. All righty. I feel fantastic right now. All these all these unofficial sponsors. I and appreciate it. And also, I, you know oh, what? I, more. I, 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 I got to say this, man. I might have to come back to Twitter. Ooh, why? You miss us too much. I miss talking. This is the only. This is the only time I talk to Dan anymore at this point. Just this is it because I refuse to communicate with him through any other means. It's not true. But you're tired of talking shit. Is that what you yeah, said? Dude, I'm, I, I'm, oh, no, I'm. I, was, I miss was, talking I guess, shit. I guess that was probably the answer we should have all expected, right? I, I miss talking shit. So I might. I might hop back on, but it's gonna be different. I think I'm just gonna like. I want to keep it to like 50 people I follow and just mute the negative shit and probably do what you've been doing, you know, since your Zen phase started. So I am very Zen, but we'll, I feel we'll see more Zen than I used to be. At least better Zen out, as I can be. And shout out to at coast to coast pod one, which is the coast to coast podcast, Twitter, who, which keeps me up to date on things. So I've been kind of, you know, checking in on things on there. So, um big brother shout out over to here. them and hey uh look out for the coast to coast coast to coast podcast with my boy flex that's coming back really soon um we're working a few things out schedule wise um but we're definitely coming back i mean that we haven't recorded in a, almost a damn year so and you can follow paul Breaking on news. twitter at dervish of world <laughs> and the pod <laughs> is at fan the flames nba <laughs> That and, may have been a little long-winded. Sorry. Folks. And, of course, you can subscribe to Fanning the Flames and uh, the Bright Side of the Podcast Network on whatever pod form you listen on. So, Daniel, it has been three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks since our last episode, man. That is – that's a long time. You know, that, that's like that's like old Fanning the Flame style, right? Except, you know, you can replace weeks with months, and that would be something we did. But look, <laughs> we've had some extenuating circumstances. That kind of thing happens. But at the end of the day, we're back. The Suns are back. You know, what do we miss? We missed the All-Star break for the most part. Oh, we missed that little part where Chris Paul might have injured his hand a little bit. Um, but you know what? We're coming back at the perfect time to talk about the ramifications of that because we're starting to see, or at least let me step back. I don't think we're starting to see ramifications. We're just seeing where things are going so far. And I think that leads into questions about where things might end up. And we'll get there. We'll get there. But excuse me for a moment. Just had to get a cough out. Thank you. 
before we get there, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about where the Suns have been over the past few weeks since uh, since we last recorded. Now the Suns went into the All Star break since the last time we recorded, won their last four going in. But as I mentioned earlier, uh, Chris Paul suffered that injury last game before the break. Uh, got through the break, or was it the last game before the break? Second last game. Last game before the break. Last game. I was actually at that game. Um, Way to go, Dan. One. Courtesy oh. of one Justin. Thanks, buddy. That, that was that was bright side night. Bright side. Oh, that night. was a that was not a bright side night. That was not a bright night for bright side night. Yes. They pulled but, out the win. Shout out to uh, the uh, Godfather of uh, you know bright side of the sun, Dave King, who got Daniel loves. Got to say hello to him. I and there's I don't know, Dave. If you listen, I, I don't know if you think I hate you, buddy, but I, I love you. I'm, I've actually told Tom just before this pot started. One of the first really cool guys at Twitter to like be like, "Hello, Dan," and you know, to don't look, man. All the shit I talk, it's all, <laughs> it's all in good fun. If you take it the wrong way, I'm sorry, man. I I, I really don't mean it that way. I mean no harm. You know what I just gathered from that from that little that little commentary right there that. Dave, this was all your doing. You you created this. So Oh, don't 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 do that to me. <laughs> I am not buddy. innocent in this. Love love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. What were we just talking about before we started talking about Dave? Um, so we were talking about how going into the break they had to win six in a row and then they win their Oh, first and you were at the game with the the, you you were at the game when 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 CP hurt his hand. That's right. Yeah, um, you you could not you could not make it. I had to step in for you. It's happy to do it. Thanks again. I'm ha- I'm happy that you were able to. I'm happy you were able to. Um, but so yeah, so the Suns get back from the All Star break. You know, CP plays like two minutes in that game. Uh, uh, book book has a nice little showing, particularly in the first half, right? And then and then you know, I don't know what happened because I stopped watching, frankly. Uh, and they come out of the All Star break, win the first one back uh, against OKC, get. Shellacked, is that a fair word to say, um, by New Orleans the night after? You know, second night of a back-to-back. Uh, Aaron Holiday was out, some other stuff going on there. And then yesterday, as we record here on a Monday night, unusual for us, right? But as we record on a Monday night, yesterday they had the afternoon nationally televised game, which I was not able to watch because I was out watching my youngest daughter's soccer team win their championship of their tournament this weekend. Shout out to the team that Shout I out to them. My my oh Jesus Dan now my wife's gonna like kill kill you she's gonna kill you shit anyway Cut that out. I'm sorry by the way my my wife for the record thinks a I'm more important than I am and b that Twitter's just full of psychopaths well I'm sorry I tell for her all naming the time. names it's wrong but anyway 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 Suns lost that game uh, <laughs> I did I did actually turn on the streaming as I saw it was a close game towards the end just in time for you know how it gets like blurry when it first comes on and then gets clear like literally gets clear as I watch Jay Crowder throw the ball out of bounds and I'm like trying to trying to comprehend everything I'm seeing like the score and the time and what just happened and my conclusion was what just happened so yeah now that that little yes thank you dynamite that game was, dynamite that game drop was in money What's that from? What movie is that from? Dynamite drop-in, Monty. I see that color commentary school has really been paying off. Monty Python? No, but that's a terrible fucking guess. Like, really I, bad. To be fair, I've never seen Monty Python. I just, you know, Monty, I was like, 
Major League. Bob Euchre. Ever hear of him? Dude, I yes, Bob Euchre. I've heard of Bob Euchre. Don't tell me you hate also, the movie Major League. No, I just haven't seen it in a long time, so that's why. Okay. I was just making sure. wild thing? Come on. I'm just making sure you didn't hate it. I don't know. You hate stuff. No, I hate shitty movies that you and Paul always try and make me watch. <laughs> anyway. There's a difference. So, 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 Dan, elephant in the room. Where, where are you at right now on a on a scale of one to ten in terms of how you're feeling about this whole CP situation? Do you want to start? Um, hold on, let's step back. Do you want to start? Do you want to start large scale like that, or do we want to just kind of break it down, you know, like kind of little bit by little bit, you know, in terms of who we might need to step up and all that kind of stuff? What are you thinking? How are you feeling? Uh, you know what? I I'm feeling. Maybe we go big scale. Uh, uh, let, let me start with let me start with yesterday's game. Yesterday's game was a range of fucking emotion for me, as you would expect from me, right? Um, nothing's ever going to be just something small and you know minuscule, and I'm just I'm not just going to brush it off because you know it's me. You know? Dan doesn't do a lot of quote unquote rolling with the punches. You know, um, I've gotten better, but um, it's true. So yesterday's game was a range of emotion um i watched the thing start to finish and it was just like the the first quarter the first eight minutes of the game actually i should say was fantastic because the suns came out guns blazing dude you know it was just everything was they'd made like 10 straight shots da hit a three from the top of the key everything was just rolling man devin booker point book was looking fantastic um and then you know the Jazz made their run because they're going to make their run. And guess what? Supposedly, the Jazz. Supposedly. Anyway, um, the Jazz. Are I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> the Jazz are a contender, right? And they were they were fully manned. And don't miss me with the Joe Ingles shit. Please miss me with the Joe Ingles shit. Um, they were fully manned. And, you know, you, you were, you know, you weren't. You were expecting them to make a run, is what I should say. And they did. They made their run, and they, they got it back close. But yesterday's game was full of emotion, and it was one of those things where I was like, damn, man. If CP3 plays, they they win that game running away, in my opinion. And it's not because Devin Booker can't handle things. It, 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 it is. It's because – it's not because – sorry. It's not because Devin Booker can't handle things. It's because Chris Paul is just that important. And when Chris Paul is gone, it leaves people like Landry Shamit and Aaron Holiday to fill those gaps, right? Because Point Book has been fantastic since since you know the, the since you know uh, CP3 has been out. Devin Booker, man, he's on a he's he's a he's a fucking animal. Like like mm-hmm. they had no. And I'll be honest with you, that game yesterday, they should have lost that game by 12, 15 points. Like the fourth quarter, they should not like they had no business being in that game. It was one of those things where with like three minutes left, um, Donovan. First of all, Donovan Mitchell had two banked in threes yesterday, which is bullshit. Let, let's just call it how. Amen. It is. No, no NBA player banks in threes anymore, unless it's luck. And if or, you don't or, think or, that or is ever, ever because unless you're you know Stephon Marbury in the playoffs. Um, some of you will get that reference. Some of you won't. Um, game one against the Spurs. Anyway, um, 
you know, he, he banked in two threes, and I'm like, dude, really? You banked in two threes? And then, you know, of course, he banks him in, and he walks around like he's a badass man. <laughs> Anytime a fucking basketball player banks in a three, dude, don't fucking act like you did that shit on purpose. Please don't, because you did. You know, just do the whole thing. You know, I, I'm not Catholic, but, you know, when you touch your chest and then you kiss your hand, do that shit, because somebody A little watching. humility. A little humility. Yeah, please. You know, please, Donovan Mitchell. You know, try try getting out of the second round of the playoffs for once. You know, maybe. But anyway, um, so there was that. And then when he hit that bank in three, when they played fantastic defense, Mikel was all over him. And he banked in that stupid three. And then I was like, all right, that, that that's game. But, of course, I'm a glutton for punishment. So I watched the rest of the game. And the Suns made it a game, man. Devin Booker, he's, he's a – He's a fucking animal. I'm, 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 again, we haven't done a pod in three weeks. The last time we did a pod, I had no words for Devin Booker. I still have no words for Devin Booker, man. The guy's an animal. He's fantastic. Um, best shooting guard in the NBA for, you know, for me. Um, miss me with the James Harden shit. Anytime you, if you're going to quit on two teams in a span of 11 months, I'm sorry. You don't get to be in the discussion for best of anything. So, Fuck off. Um, excuse my language. <laughs> excuse um, my language? Or or don't, dude. Um, you know what? I'm done apologizing. So anyway. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. Love you. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, it was he, he was great. And then, you know, he, he got them back within six. They come up, you know, they, they keep, you know, he brought them back within five. And then Rudy Gobert missed. He missed the free throw, and then I think no, it's Conley. Anyway, it doesn't matter who missed the free throw. Jay Crowder makes a ridiculous three to bring him within three points, right? Yep. <laughs> one sixteen, one thirteen, I believe was the score. And then you know now it's like there's thirty seconds left. Just play defense. They play great defense. Donovan Mitchell's like, let me try to bank in this three two, and he misses terribly. And we get the rebound, right, with nine seconds. Now, I want to say this, because I've seen a lot of people kill Monty, kill the Suns for not calling timeout, all right? And here's here's the issue that I have from a basketball sense, right? You call a timeout there, guess what happens? The defense gets set, and then it just becomes a free throw shooting contest because they're going to foul you as soon as you, get the, uh, as soon as you get the ball. And then you're just going back and forth shooting free throws. The initial strategy was right. Just go. Just go. And you could see Quinn Snyder on the side of the Jazz bench yelling at them to foul, foul, foul. Right. And the Jazz didn't know what to do. Unfortunately, Jay Crowder didn't know what to do either. <laughs> because he tried to throw the ball to Tim Kempton. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, that was wildly, like... It, it, that was Russell. That was Russell Westbrook jumper, right? Like, yeah, dude. Yeah, Russell Westbrook hitting the shot clock. That is bad, but you know, it is what it is, man. You know what's crazy is yesterday watching that game. They threw that that last play was so wild that it actually made me feel better about the Suns <laughs> Be- because I'm like, like that shit just doesn't happen right jay crowd is a veteran player right like, you know everybody just kind of brain fire like and you can even see book's reaction because he's trying to get the ball to book right. had, he had the hot hand and i'm telling you 
if that ball gets to Booker and he shoots a three, it's going in. Right. I have no, I have no, no doubt in my mind whatsoever. And we're going to overtime. But it got to the point where like it <laughs> threw it, and Book looked at it, and Book he didn't even you know Book's pretty demonstrative when he's upset. Book looked at it, and he was like, "Well, that fucking sucked." <laughs> And he kind of just like was like whatever. So that whole in a very long-winded answer. That game was frustrating yesterday, but at the same time, it kind of reassured me that we're gonna be fine, man. We're gonna be fine. Like the Jazz needed that. They needed Royce O'Neal and and Daniel House Jr. to like make all these threes, and they were unconscious from three, man. That was ridiculous. Yeah. So. If that's gonna beat us, guess what? You ain't beating a seven, four to seven times, man. Like that's not happening, you know. So I I feel a lot better today than I did honestly after the um, Pelicans game because that was you know I was a little worried about that even if that was a second out of a back to back. And it one of two things you you asked you know who needs to step up you know big picture. Dude, oh, oh, I, oh, we we don't we don't need to jump into that just yet. Yeah, we okay. don't even, let's 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 let's. Dude, let's, I'm uh, sorry. I was I was rambling. I was long winded. I was I was. You're fine. Me. No, I, I feel like all all of your insight was was delightful and well insightful. So never apologize to me, Daniel. Never apologize to me. Just like I'll never apologize for cutting you off and saying, "Hang on a second, let's." Let's unpack some of this. Let, let me let me maybe say my piece a little bit, and we can delve into some other subjects. Fair? Fair. Okay. Fantastic. I agree with you. Okay, moving on. No, I <laughs> <laughs> I do agree with you. I, I, you know, and so even though I didn't watch a lot of the, any of the game, really, outside of the last <laughs> few moments there, I, I, you know, watched some highlights, looked at the box score, kind of did some unpacking of it all. And the way that game ended reminded me of the early season loss and not not so much the specifics of it, but just kind of the did that really just kind of happen type of ending reminded me of the end of the fourth game of the season. Correct. Uh, when Correct. we lost to the Kings, when Harrison Barnes hit that prayer at the buzzer to send it to overtime, right? Yeah, it was. It actually wasn't to overtime. It was to win. To the win game. it. You're right. Yeah, you're right. To win it. My bad. So no, no, no. To- and and I'll I'll say this. Sorry to interrupt, but since he's getting honored on Wednesday, Al McCoy, it was a little helter skelter, wouldn't you say? Oh yes. I thought you were gonna like say like Al McCoy accidentally yelled Shazam at the when he made it instead of like you know because of the fifty he's old anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry he's nineties he's, he's an old dude is am I not wrong like no just, I love Al McCoy though oh d- don't get me wrong I love Al McCoy as well I'm just stating facts Daniel goodness anyway um remind me of that game. And I, I started kind of going down a dark path, if you will, because, as we may recall, that game also happened to coincide with the super secret Fanning the Flames episode that has never still seen the light of day, but still remains on record somewhere in somebody's computer, where Daniel, of all people, talked me off of the ledge in terms of where the sun stood. But as I started going down that dark path, I brought myself back away from it. 
because I, I went through the same thought process that you did. I started thinking of all of the things that happened in that game and all of the circumstances that were piled against the Suns, right? We're, we're talking not only the banked-in threes and guys on the other team getting hot, but I'm talking about we don't have CP, obviously, but we don't even have campaign. We've got Aaron Holiday, who's just missed some time, is still getting acclimated to the team. We've got Tory Craig, who, while he was here last year, is still getting acclimated and has kind of been up and down since he's been back here so far, right? So we have CP out. We have campaign out as we're trying to integrate a couple of new players. And on top of that, we're going against a team who, like you said, contender. Last year was the what seed? The one seed, right, in the West. And really hasn't lost any pieces and I'm with you. Don't, don't come at me with the Joe Ingles stuff. Um, and all of that stuff had to go the way that it did, notwithstanding the deck being stacked against the Suns, in order for the jazz to win by three points. Look, if, if we get, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk more, you know, in, in depth about thoughts on the CP thing, but I think we can all agree if we get to the playoffs and it extends into the playoffs or CPs, we don't have CP and under whatever circumstance that changes things a lot. We don't have CP in campaign that changes things even more. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. But the fact that the Suns, as a team without those pieces hang in there and do what they did against a, a team that's a, you know, expected top end of the of the playoffs right in the West I think that speaks measures of where this team is at. I mean, you think about this group a year ago without CP in those types of circumstances, I don't know that we end up, you know, being where we are as close. Um, so ultimately, you know, podcast of optimism, right? I think we can look at that and say, okay, we've got a small sample size of this. What we know, what we do know is that this team is able to maintain a high level of basketball even without Chris Paul. What we don't know yet is what level that can be, what level they can ultimately attain without him. Um, once they start to get all those pieces kind of better, better acclimated to to, to the group, people start right. getting more familiar with this role. So, at the end of the day, nothing but <laughs> hate to say this, but because this isn't really true, so I won't say that. We can, we can, we can, we can absolutely take a lot of positives out of this situation. And if we end up getting Chris Paul back with rested legs for the playoffs and this team has had to learn what it's like to deal. And that's a word learn book book used the other day, right? The team's learning to play without CP. If this team can learn to do that for a worst case scenario type situation in the playoffs, then let's use this opportunity, especially while we still have a cushion at the one seat, even with two losses in the last three games, let's use that opportunity to grow what this team already has. Again, maybe I'm looking at it in a way too optimistic point of view, but until I I see this team not being able to continue to perform at a high level without Chris Paul, I'm not going to be worried about. Look, or man, until, you, you, until I get different news about Chris Paul. <laughs> right, and you hit it right on the head. Right, they're 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 trying to see what it is without Chris Paul, and I'll say this: we we've seen this movie before. Um, I'll, I'll take you back to the Western Conference Finals last season. Right, Chris Paul was out the first three games with COVID. Um, 
And it was a different circumstance because the Suns had campaign, and campaign was fantastic those first two games, especially game two, um, the the value game where they had twenty nine points, nine assists, you know, something like that, something crazy like that, and we got to see what it was without Chris Paul. But this is different because they don't uh, – the only – I mean, let's be honest. The only real ball handler they have is Book. And the other person that can probably handle the ball is – I mean, it's crazy to say, but Cam Johnson. And Cam yeah. Johnson's growth, while it's fantastic, it's it's not, you know, the second ball handler on a championship-level team. It's just not. And, and Cam Johnson, yesterday's game was ridiculous. Like, I – that's the best I've ever seen Cam Johnson yeah. play. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I love that he showed that yesterday. But at the same time, it's, it's an incomplete, right? Because we saw it last season when, you know, you have this dynamic where going into the Western Conference Finals, the Suns are, you know, Chris Paul's like, I'm, you know, and it was really weird if you remember because the Suns swept the Nuggets. And then we got the the Chris Paul news fairly recently, or fairly fairly you know early in the process because you know the 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 Jazz and the and the Clippers went to six games, so they were just, they still had that to figure out, and we didn't know how many games he needed to be out, and we all we had that all that thing going on, and then he came back for you know game three and four, games three and four, you know, and going forward, but. The first two games, game one was the Booker game, right? He had the triple-double, 40 points, fantastic. Game two was a campaign game and the value, right? We can't forget that. Probably the best – between that game and game two of the finals, probably the best Suns game I've ever been to in my life. It was great, you know. Um, but that goes to say that you can't – we can't judge this team, and everybody wants to – Everybody wants to be that first person to take a look at something and say, okay, you know what? I've seen this, and this is not good, and this is why Chris Paul isn't good. And I'll go back to a tweet I saw yesterday, right? Uh, Mike Jarecki, who writes for the Cardinals. um, That's all I have to say, right? He writes for the Cardinals. And he tried to liken the situation to, hey – this is very much reminiscent to DeAndre Hopkins getting hurt and being out for the Cardinals when they were 10 and 2. Now, dude, that is such a reach that you can't even fucking reach it, dude. It's ridiculous. All right. The Suns were in the finals last year. All right. The Cardinals took a giant shit in the playoffs this season. We're not the same, buddy. We're not. And unfortunately, it's what have you done for me lately, right? So people are going to start freaking out. And I saw, you know, I saw it yesterday. I logged into the Coast to Coast podcast um, Twitter and people were freaking out. I'm like, dude, you, you, you guys got to relax, man. You guys got to relax. First of all, point book. Book's been fantastic. I saw people yesterday complaining about DeAndre getting out rebound. Dude, if the officials are going to let Rudy Gobert dry hump DeAndre up and down the fucking court all game, yeah, he's only going to have seven rebounds, man. All right? And you can say, oh, he was pushed around. Whatever, dude. 
DeAndre Ayton is not the problem. I'm telling you what, you know what? It, since we're on the subject, DeAndre Ayton, his touch, his shot is fucking insane right now, dude. It is. It's ridiculous, dude. That little jumper, it's automatic. And I don't know, I don't know about you, Justin, but sometimes when he shoots that, it looks a little sporadic because like he, he's so quick with it. Like he, like his like jumper's so quick and he just his release is so quick. I said quick like 17 times just now. And it just goes in. And I'm like, dude, I, I'm not worried, man. I'm not worried. I know you're not worried because if I'm not worried, you're not worried like 10 times backwards, if that's even a thing. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm not, um, I'm just not look like you said, we've got these pieces that when they're there, obviously highly important. The, 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 the key is them being there. You, you said earlier, you know, we would have won that game against the jazz if we had, you know, uh, Chris Paul, I think we win that game if we have campaign, you know, I mean, good point. At, at the, at the end of the day, is there a gap between the two? Yeah, but there's 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 a, a much a much larger added bonus to having you know campaign, especially as he was starting to play before he went down with the injury, right? Because he he kind of struggled a little bit, but was really starting to showing flashes of what we what we've we've come to see. So when it comes to him, that that's one thing I'm I'm really you know anxious to get him back so that. You know, he can get himself back in the game shape, get reintegrated to everything and what have you. And I guess we can kind of go from, well, okay, what have we covered? What have we what have we determined? Big shocker, neither one of us are all that concerned about about Chris Paul. Right. How about this? How about this? Let's 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 try a little fun exercise here. Tell me why I should be concerned. What's your worst case scenario? Oh. <laughs> Buddy. You're you're asking somebody who's dark, literally or uh, figuratively, <laughs> um, to go down a dark path that I've been down in the past. And I mean, it's 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 no secret. You guys have known. Like I'm still not over the Bucks loss. Like I, you know what? S- stop right there. I, I'm getting bad. I'm getting bad no, vibes no, no. already. No, no, no. I, I actually feel no. I feel bad about even bringing up the subject now. Oh, I'm you getting. Should. I feel internal bad. Okay, go on. Now you can turn. You conti- should. Conti- you internal. Should. You're, you're you good. Continue. I feel you're like good. you're going to save me here. I, I am. But, but but here's the thing. Like I, the, the the Bucks lost, man. That's never. I, like I've I've accepted it. It's never going to leave. I have Tourette's from the back. I think about it and I just scream fuck and you know, randomly inside Walmart at the gym work you know wherever i may be and i think about that but worst case scenario worst case scenario is chris paul's injury is is you know worse than we anticipate and the suns don't have him back until the second maybe even the western conference finals if they can get there and it hinders our you know 2022 playoff hopes or championship hopes, I should say. But I don't think it's going to get there. I think worst case scenario is that the campaign injury is worse than we thought. Because nobody's speaking setbacks for Chris Paul, right? 
everything has been mostly positive. I mean, he played in the fucking All-Star game. And seriously, and also for those people that are like, why would you play him? Look, man, Monty Williams was the coach of his team, and he put him in there. I guarantee you if it was going to get worse, he wouldn't have had him in the in the game. So stop. Shut the fuck up. You're, you're not and, that smart, dude. You're not smarter he, than Monty Williams. And, and James Jones got asked about that on – I think maybe it was Bickley and Murata, um, maybe earlier, not not earlier this week, last week sometime. And James Jones was like, look, if there's anybody that I trust that knows their body and, and it's going to be responsible about that, it's going to be Chris Paul. Um, you know, we, 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 have, we have trust in him. And obviously, like Chris Paul is not going to go out there and do something that's going to risk it further for, for, for the sake of nothing, especially a guy who's been through what he's been through in his career with playoffs and all of that. And is still chasing that championship. So yeah, let's let's chill on that for sure. Exactly. Continue. We, we, oh, we can stop with that. Um, so I'm not worried about that. I, I'm I'm worried about what reared its ugly head last season. I mean, let's be real. When Dario Saric tore his ACL in that Bucks in that Buck series, I mean, he tore his ACL in the game too, right? And and it was different yeah. going forward. It was different different going forward. Same game. Tory Craig, you know, Giannis gets, you know, bulldozers him and then gets a foul call on Tory Craig for some reason because, you know, when it's Giannis, you know, he's allowed to do that, but you can't, you know, play tough defense on him. You know, it's just, it's just science, right? I guess. Um, he wasn't the same the rest of that series either. So I, I'm, I'm, the only thing I'm concerned about is the depth getting challenged in the playoffs. That's it. Because I, I know for a fact, Chris Paul's coming back. I, I don't... And you know what? Six to eight weeks, I'm I'm calling shenanigans on that shit, dude. He's, yeah. Like, our boy Flex said he's probably more four to six. And people can say what you want about Flex. That's my guy. That's my brother. And, you know, I've, I've had some very real and candid conversations about him. And I know who his sources are. And... I've seen receipts. I'm never going to call that guy into question. And, you know, if, if you guys do, that's that's on you. That's a you problem, not a B problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he he's told me things that, you know, tends me to believe that Chris Paul, to be honest with you, if, 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 if it were my prediction, he's probably coming back in like three weeks, dude. Well, that's just that's Nostra, just Nostradamus. Although the last time you tried that, it crashed and burned miserably, if I recall. Well, I'm gonna blame Paul because Paul like was like trying to like burn me down. <laughs> okay, I mean I'll allow it. I, I, I mean I he really he, he really wasn't, but he's not here tonight, so it's easy, you know, because he can't defend himself. What if he interrupted you right now to defend himself? How great would that be? That would be so perfect. You know what I would say? I'd be like, oops. <laughs> okay <laughs> let's move on let's move on but not really move on too far because let's like let's talk about what we I, I touched on earlier you wanted to dive into it before so i know you're ready and raring to go which which excites me i'm not gonna lie i'm very excited about that with chris paul out and it doesn't have to be point guard it doesn't have to be anybody who's a baller whatever who from your perspective needs to needs to needs to step up their game the most in his absence. Hmm. 
And that's a very vague question. It's intentional because interpret it as you will. Yeah, I, and I get that because you know if if it was if it wasn't vague, it'd be like who's going to be his backup? Who's going to who's going to take his place? Right? But I'm going to look at one guy and one guy only, and it's no secret. It's Landry Shaman, man. I mean, let, let's be real. The guy's been a dud since he got here. Hmm. And he was supposed to, you know, he, we traded Javon Carter for him. And don't get me wrong, in the grand scheme of things, he's Javon Carter was a great spark plug, but he was undersized, didn't shoot very well, even though sometimes he would shoot his, you know, shoot the lights out. But he just, he wasn't, you know, he, he just wasn't it, right? Landry Shamit comes in, you know, he played with Brooklyn, he played with, with the Clippers, playoff experience. He was supposed to come in and knock down some threes, you know, back up Devin Booker, and he just has not been it, man. He's either been injured or just wildly inconsistent. Yesterday, or was it yesterday? Yesterday, 11 minutes, took one shot. Yeah. That's not good enough, man. It's not. If that's the case, you know, bring back Landry Shamit. You know, I went on a rant a couple Bring weeks ago. Bring back who? Oh, I'm sorry, Javon Carter. You just want to double check. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Um, the last uh, the last podcast we, we had, um, I, I was very much against Goran Dragic. And don't get, I, I have not changed my stance, but... Oh, man. just updating us? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know... Now back to Landry, Landry Shamit. <laughs> if Landry Shamit is going to play like this, he might as well bring... You might as well have brought him back. You know what I mean? It's It's one of those things where it's just like, dude, he's not doing anything for the Suns. And for those that say, why did they pay him? I'll tell you why they paid him. You know, because anytime teams want to make trades, they always have the high-end guys. They always have the vet minimums. They never have those guys that are kind of right in the middle. And guess what? Landry Shamit is right in the middle where he's a salary filler for a trade. So please don't doubt James Jones. James Jones is much smarter than you. I promise you he is. All right? Just take a look at Aaron Holiday, right? Remember when people were like, oh, Aaron Holiday. Cash considerations, and they brought back Aaron Holiday. And guess what? Chris Paul out six to eight weeks. Enough said, right? And he's Aaron Holiday's been pretty good. He didn't have the greatest game yesterday, but he was okay. So better than Landry Shannon. Well, and, and I mean, and what, what do they ask out of Aaron Holiday? You, you, you don't really need or expect more than okay out of him, right? I mean, exactly. based on the role you're hoping he plays on the team, which is going to be that break in case of emergency point guard in the situation where, like, CP is out and campaign is out, like we're living in right now, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good answer. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. Landry's been underwhelming to say the least since he's been here we know that it's there you know the shooting ability we know is there which leads one to believe it's mental which then you look at his playoff experience that he has and you think okay well maybe when we get there obviously ideally he starts doing what we would expect him to do or what we have been expecting him to do sooner than this but maybe the playoff experience that triggers something at some point down the road whatever the case might be yeah we need more out of him, and this seems like a very good opportunity for him to show that he's capable of providing the team with more. Exactly. For my answer, for mine, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of 
pick the low hanging fruit here. I'm going to say campaign because again, low hanging fruit. Why? Cause he's the next in line behind Chris Paul <laughs> when it comes to point guard, when he's healthy. And, right. and, and here's why. And I'm going to tie it back a little bit to what we were talking about before your, your worst case scenario, right? My, my worst case scenario is we don't have Chris Paul for the, for, for the playoffs. That's my worst case scenario. Okay. Oof. And, and, and hear me out here. And I might be being a bit hyperbolic. Maybe it's PTSD from last year um, with, with his injuries. And even if he comes back, who knows what's going to happen. Hell, it's the playoffs. Who knows what's going to happen, period. Everyone can walk in there nice and happy and healthy, and you don't know what's going to happen after game one, right? Everything's predictable. Exactly. Everything's predictable. Everything's unpredictable. Um, but if if that's my worst-case scenario, that doesn't mean I don't think this is still a championship team. Um, I think this team is that fucking good, and I think that campaign is that good when he's being the campaign that we have seen him be, like you were talking about earlier in that playoff run. Now, does he yep. need to be, holy shit, this is like the next coming of Jesus campaign? No. But does he need to be right? Does he need to be there's not a huge drop off and we get that campaign that was kind of sputtering around and shooting low percentages, turning the ball over a bunch before he started turning the corner before he got hurt. Do we need that campaign? Yeah, absolutely. And even with a worst case scenario of not having a Chris Paul, I still think this team wins a championship with that campaign there. So when I look at this time that Chris Paul is going to be out, and I think the most recent updates on campaign are that he's pretty much ready to come back. It's been a matter of getting him kind of game ready, right? Um, am yeah. I wrong about that? You're looking okay. You looked kind of like quit inquisitive right there for a moment. No, so, no, no. You're, you're, he might be back next, uh, Wednesday against the Blazers. Right, Blazers. exactly. From so, heard, so with with him him coming back and with Chris Paul obviously being out for the the foreseeable future at least a handful of games here right um this seems like the perfect time for campaign to start getting himself to that campaign that we know cuz like i said earlier we saw him come off injury and struggle a little bit and then when he started turning that corner unfortunately went down again that's and health is a whole different issue i mean we can sit here and be like what's what's the most important you know thing that needs to prove you know in the next six weeks for the suns oh health okay yeah great but (laughs) right no shit um, but but i i fully expect him you know we've seen it happen i i wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and stumbling a little bit out of the gates once he gets back from this injury i mean he's been off for for a period of time and if he does so great fine so be it no big deal but we need to see him come around and come out of that, I think, before we get to that playoff. I won't say playoff push, but t- before we get to the playoffs. Um, yeah. I, if especially again, if if even even in a not worst case scenario, if Chris Paul is coming back shortly before the playoffs or into the beginning of the playoffs, I want to know that campaign is handling that load um, for him, that he's carrying that load for him because, well, he's the one that's going to need, even when Chris Paul comes back, let's think about it too. Yeah. His legs will be rest, but he's going to need to get his game legs back too. We very well might not see our, our standard Chris Paul, the first couple of games back. So the timing of that is going to be important, but ultimately again, I, I see campaign as a huge part of this team 
because not only does he lessen that lessen that gap or or lessen the 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 the, the fall off fall off when Chris Paul's not in and he comes in, but in an event that Chris Paul's not there, I, I I think he's a guy that can still lead this team to where we want them to be. But we need to see that. So that's my yeah. guy campaign. Yeah I, yeah, I like it, man. And you know what? It, here's the thing. Can't, like People say, like, people like campaign, like, and people like, you're putting too much on campaign. You're not. All you're asking for from campaign is to just be – you're asking them to be a, a, a support to Devin Booker because we've seen Point Book. Point Book is great. But he doesn't have that guy where he just, you know what, I, I, I need a blow, right? I need a few minutes to right. rest. And you're leaving it up to, you know, Aaron Holiday and, you know, sometimes just like Cam Johnson and Torrey Craig and, the, you know, the Wingstop lineup. And it, you, that's just not, you know, what you're going to get. And, and my thing with campaign is you, you know what he's been, right? You know what he's been. And the one thing I want to say to people, because I've seen it a lot, right? We live in a world of overreactions, right? And and I'm I'm the main culprit. I mean, you guys used to tell me I used to speak losses into existence, right? Um, that was a darker time, and you know, the Suns Twitter Suns fanning the flames time, right? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. no longer me, guys. That's no longer me. So it was um, like a fanning the darkness time or something. No, go on. Yeah, maybe. Uh, my thing is, dude, like, there, there's NBA writers and NBA fans that still think that the Lakers going to win the championship. Right. They're a ninth seed right now. I think they're in the 10th. I think they're the 10th seed now, actually. They're, they're down there. Right. There's the Vegas still thinks that the Nets are the odds on favorites to win the East. Right. So there's that. And then people just completely ignore that the Warriors don't have Draymond Green and he's like going to be out for another four to five weeks. And they're like, oh, but it's the Warriors, Warriors, Warriors. Guys, same energy for the Suns, right? We're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Chris Paul is going to come back. Chris Paul played two minutes in the All-Star game. That doesn't mean dick. And he had a broken fucking thumb. All right. You think he's going to miss the playoffs? You think 80% of Chris Paul is just going to be like, you know what, guys, I'm good. And, you know, to piggyback off what you said, where, you you know, when Chris Paul just doesn't come back, I think that's like DEFCON 5, right? Where it's just like, it's just, it's, it's a disaster. And if that's the case, that's the case. And we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I almost feel like people need to, Calm down. And that's coming from me, dude. I don't say <laughs> I don't say calm down, dude. I, I fucking ring the bell, right? I ring the fucking bell like, dude, we're fucked. Whenever we're winning a championship, whenever dude, this like if anybody is if I'm calm about it, you gotta look yourself in the mirror, man. Because I'm irrational. You know this, Justin. I'm irrational. It's fair. That's true. And let's look at it like this, too. And, and maybe this is diving too deep into it. Maybe it's not. But think about it from a sheer optics perspective. If Chris Paul 
played those two minutes in the all-star game, but then doesn't come back healthy at some point this year, that would look absolutely fucking insane, dude. He would, I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick here, but he would look like an idiot, right? I, I, don't you think? Right. Yeah. And there's no way Chris Paul is going to do that. Like, there's just not. Like, there's not. What else do I say? There's not. There's not. There's not. There's not. Okay. So let's segue. I don't know. I, I I guess this kind of piggybacks on the subject. So we talked about who needs to step up the most. How about who has the most to prove or who has the most the biggest opportunity to prove something with Chris Paul being out? I didn't feel like there's probably an easy answer to this, but maybe not. I mean, I hate to say Landry Shamit, but Landry Shamit. Can we say somebody else besides Landry Shamit? No, you, we can. You just want it all, Landry Shamit. This is like Dan Daniel Duarte looks at this and goes, "Here it is, Shamit's time to shine." Yes. <laughs> no, dude. I'll be honest with you. Like this is this is Da's time to earn that contract. Okay. Okay. Um, and I, I'm not buying into the fact. Oh, you know, the got pushed around. You know, on the offensive. Boards, yeah, he hasn't. He, it's been what two, three games. He hasn't had good offensive rebounding games, or you know, rebounding games in general. But at the same time, again, yesterday, like Rudy Gobert, again, he dry humped him up and down the court the whole fucking game. I'm, I'm not worried about that. It is what it is. But DeAndre Aiden, and here's the thing that pissed me off the most about yesterday's game, right? Hit 17 at the half. 17. Yeah. He ended with 23 points. He didn't take a he took he took one shot in the third quarter. Yeah. All right. DeAndre isn't Luka Doncic. He's not handling, he's not fucking dribbling the ball up the court. So why? Uh, and and this is a, again, it, it goes back to last season. Why the hell aren't they running the offense through DA? Not even the entire time. Yeah, but keep like, keep the touches coming, right? Right? Keep yeah. engaged, man. And people were like, oh, he was bad on the defensive. No, he wasn't, dude. Listen, I understand people are upset about the rebounding numbers. But let me tell you this. If he's going to help on guards, if he's going to help on guards and contest shots, somebody has to box out his guy. Yeah, because then he's getting pulled out of position. Yeah, he's getting fucked, right? I'm sorry, dude. And then he's getting fucked. Figuratively. Well, and maybe even literally sometimes. <laughs> Based on you, the way you described Gobert's defense. Dude, Gobert, like, him. dude, I'm sorry. Like, Gobert, I'm, Jesus Christ, dude. I, I don't even want to go there because it's, it's, okay. I'm going to give our buddy yeah. Dead King a heart attack. <laughs> we, we don't want that. We don't want that. I love you. You know, funny, funny, funny story. And I, I'm going to pull back the curtain. I feel like this isn't a bad one. So, I was at the office on, uh, I guess it was probably Friday. When was a Sunday? Yeah, Friday was the last Suns game before the Sunday game. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they played basically, oh yeah, can we also talk about it? They basically played three games effectively in three days, not four days even, because they had a, a, a day, a, a game in the middle of the day at the end of that. But anyway, um, so it was Friday. <laughs> Phil comes into my office, my buddy at the office next to me, and he goes, What's going on with DA? Why is JaVale starting? And I'm like, what are you talking about? 
and, wait, and hold he's on, like, hold on. is he is he on Paul's like he just watches the game cast? No, dude, no, 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 no. The game hadn't started <laughs> yet. This was like in the afternoon. Oh, okay. okay. And he goes, Oh, I was looking at the Bright Side of the Sun uh preview and it said that that JaVale McGee was starting. And I went and looked at it, and sure enough, it did. So I I sent a little group message out to you know the bright side and the rest of the bright side guys, and I'm like Hey, so uh, what's going on, DA? Apparently, uh, JaVale starting tonight? And Lissy's, Lissy wrote the article. He's like, I, I, w- did I say that? And Dave King <laughs> goes, I go on vacation for one day, and this is what happens. <laughs> anyway, it was it was fun. There's a little pulling back the curtain for you folks out there in case you ever wonder how, how the madness uh, behind Bright Side of the Sun goes. Uh, that's, that's, that's the way it goes. But at any rate... DA's your choice to the answer of that question then. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna give my answer. I'm gonna make it really quick because I, I have this idea of of this terrible exercise that we can go through that's gonna be like horribly tormenting for both of us, but I wanna do no, it no, because no, no, no. I feel do like it. it. Yeah, yeah. I know we will, but I'm just gonna say my answer in terms of who has the biggest opportunity here, I think is book. I mean we have all known what he can do. Uh, you you know, know what? I want you to tell me in detail why you think that for like 90 seconds. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty much what I was going to do. Okay. All right. So, so we all, we all know exactly what book is capable of doing. We've seen it over the years and we've seen him grow as a player. And as a team has gotten more recognition, Booker has started to get more recognition, even starts getting more pub, uh, positive recognition from folks outside of Phoenix, from folks outside of Arizona. Uh, I see Chris Paul being out for this period of time as Book's opportunity to really show that this is his doing. And then, now I'm not trying to, uh, in obviously, any sort of way denigrate or undermine what Chris Paul means to this team, but I think the importance that Book has to this team is oftentimes underappreciated by people because of Chris Paul's presence. And is Chris Paul great for Devin Booker? Absolutely he is. But I think here's the opportunity for Devin Booker to show people, look, I, yeah, Chris Paul is a huge part of this, but I'm a bigger part of this than, I, than, than I'm getting credit for. And I mean, you can see it in the different – MVP race uh, you know, rankings you see out there. Uh, oftentimes you'll see both guys in there, and more often than not, you're seeing CP3 higher than Book. Now, maybe that's debatable. Maybe there is an argument, and I shouldn't even say maybe. I think people can make a strong argument for either one of them. Me personally, I think that answer is Book. Uh, I think Chris Paul would say that answer is Book. So at the end of the day, I look at this as an opportunity for Book to show people that are not the diehards, that are not the folks that see him play on a regular basis, that that see what he's been doing day in and day out for this team for the past number of years, they get an opportunity to see exactly what we all see and start getting him a little bit more of that recognition. So that's why yeah. I think it's Devin Booker, Daniel. No, and I, I agree 100%, man. Honestly, like, I... When when CP3 and you know, you saw it on Twitter too, right? You know it was like this is books MVP campaign essentially. Yeah. But you know, and it sucks because books been doing it all season long, and 
For the most part, so is John Morant. But John Morant, John Morant has the last game he would scored 46 tonight. He scored 52, and he's flashy. He got he has the dunks and all that shit. And Memphis is an up and coming team, and I get it. So he's he's unfortunately not going to get that kind of recognition. But it's just nice to see Book get that. <sighs> I want people to see that what he can do. Without Chris Paul, because so much of the rhetoric has been, you know, the Suns were an okay team, and then Chris Paul put them over the top. And just that's just not the case, man. It's just not. Devin Booker's been always been great. And Devin Booker's – and uh, Chris Paul's a key piece to the Suns, but at the same time, like, I don't feel like Devin Booker gets the credit he deserves. Well, I mean, I let's 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 look at it like this, and and I think you can boil it down to a very easy question. If you have to sit there and say, okay, this team has to move forward for the next six to eight weeks without Chris Paul, or you have to sit there and say this team moves forward for the next six to eight weeks without Devin Booker, which of those two scenarios is more alarming to you? Oh. That's tough. I'm not going to lie. That's tough because you're now you're looking at, okay, Chris Paul, um, you know, you could point to the OKC team that he took to the, essentially the four seed, you know, the, the tie with Houston that when you're in, you know, when they went to the bubble, but Devin Booker is, he's irreplaceable, man. Like, what do you like? And you can point to the games where he missed this season with the, with the, Hamstring injury, but at the same time, Devin Booker is a guy who can drop anywhere from 25 to 40 points a game on an even night. Like, you can't – and Chris Paul is fantastic. You know, and again, he can give you the same type of production, but when you need a bucket and all – like, right now, Devin Booker is drawing double teams. He's drawing all kinds of stuff, like – if you don't have Devin Booker and Chris Paul's getting double teamed, what are you going to do? Like we haven't seen that version. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And Devin Booker almost Devin Booker's been getting double teamed since his second season. And, you know, minus all the nonsense from the offseason, you know, Joe Kim Noah and all that BS. It's just I don't know if Chris Paul getting double teamed would be I don't know how that would fair for the Suns. I don't think it would fare very well, to be quite honest with you. No, I mean, I I honestly think it's an easy question. My my answer is Booker in a heartbeat. And it's 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 this so much of this team revolves around Book, right? Especially as we yeah. see him becoming a plus defender even, right? I oh, I just dude. so awesome. He, he's a guy that I I just see the 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 team the offense, everything just revolving around him so much. And, and obviously Chris Paul's the point guard. He's the point guard. The ball's in his hand. But so much of it depends on the the attention that Devin Booker gets and deserves from other teams for us to all really click. I, I just – I look at it and I think it's an easy answer. I mean, like you said, man, this team was was on the brink when Chris when we got Chris Paul. This wasn't going to be a – whatever the outside world might have said. When I said that, I mean outside of Arizona. 
when that Chris Paul trade happened, I don't think anybody was like, oh, good. Now we have a playoff team. That was, oh, good. Now we, well, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm off. Maybe it was just me thinking, oh, good. Now we have a team that's actually going to contend. Some of us might have gone as far as say that they're going to be the one seed. I don't know. But it wasn't just a, okay, now we're. I don't know anybody said that, but. I hate you. (laughs) Um, I, I, I uh, lost my train of thought. Oh, they they went. Let's not forget they went eight and zero the bubble. Chris Paul wasn't there, uh, but yeah, integral part to a championship contending team, but a team that was on the brink because of what Devin Booker had already started to establish. But at any rate, like we said, Chris Paul said this is Devin Booker's MVP campaign. The credit is due. The credit is where it's supposed to be. We know where it's supposed to go. Even Chris Paul knows where it's supposed to go. It's a matter of hey. Here's your chance, book. Let's show the world, right? Exactly. And I'll say this to, to that. <laughs> there's there's way too many stat nerds out there and, you know, fucking Jesus Christ. The, the analytics side of basketball really pisses me off because they, they, you know, they look at it in a vacuum, right? They look, they look at it as, you know, just take CP3 out of the equation and then there's this new equation with Devin Booker, you know, let's fucking shake it up and see what comes out. It doesn't fucking work that way, dude. They've been playing, what, what was it, 60%, 65% of the season with Chris Paul. And then you just take him out and you're just supposed to, it's, it's, it doesn't work that way, dude. That's why analytics are fucking stupid sometimes because you can't. It's, it's team chemistry. It's how the system works. It's how, you know, the adjustments that are made. It's how this player plays with that player. It's just rotations. Everything goes into it. You can't just look at it and say, okay, let's just subtract CB3 and put Devin Booker stats into this. And then let's see what, you know, what equals X, right? It doesn't work that way. Like give them, I don't know, five games to figure it out. Cause it's been three games. They're <laughs> one and two. They very easily could be two and one. Like, can we stop? Can we relax? Like, fuck. Yeah. For lack hey, of so word. you want to go back to you want to go back to my terribly uh, painful exercise that I wanted to engage in? Yeah, I want to do it. Okay, because you, you know you mentioned before your guy that can really have an opportunity to prove something here is DA, right? You said earn that contract, right? Yep. Now we also have another guy who you had a glowing review of, particularly his game yesterday, who is eligible for an extension this offseason as well, right? You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Wait. Ooh. Cameron? Johnson? Yeah. He is eligible for an exception. Uh-huh. So let's say you're in this horrific, horrific world where you must make a choice. Only one of the two remains a Phoenix Sun, you know, under a long-term contract. Under any contract whatsoever. Which one do you pick? You have to excuse me, I have to go. You leaving? He's just not going to answer. I like that move, actually. It's a <laughs> Seriously? Move. Seriously? Yeah. I, I, like DA and Cam? 
I, I actually almost now prefer that you had just been serious about leaving because now I, I feel, I, I feel I almost, uncomfortable bringing this up. I almost did, but with Paul not being here, I, I'm going to blame him. Fuck you, Paul, for like not being here because now I have to stay here and be uncomfortable. Uh, dude, you got you got extend DA man. He's a defensive anchor. He is. I don't give a I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. Like go. I'm sorry. Like go watch four rounds of the playoffs last season. Just just go watch that. That's yeah. all you gotta see. Um, you you want to know a, a really twisted multiverse answer to this yes what if you could go back and say which one would you keep mikhail or kim um oh boy yeah that's that's a, that's a harder question <laughs> is it now yeah but i don't like it so I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it either, man. Because I love Cam, I love Cam and I love Mikel. But I feel like that's a better question than who do you want to keep, Cam or Da? I'm, I'm going to keep Da because, look, man, a center with that kind of touch that can defend multiple positions, like Rudy Gobert yesterday with his bullshit acting. Jake Crowder's flagrant foul was, dude, like. Like he got fouled and he he like like can you imagine like me like hitting you in the nuts and then you like grabbing your eye? That would I mean, like, no, ah! I would I would grab my nuts. That's like an that's like an instinct. Right? But you know reaction he didn't do that. He didn't do that because like Jay Crowder hit him like not even in the face. Hold on, wait, like, I wanna shoulder. I wanna I wanna stop you right there. Okay. Because I'm going to step back. And I feel like you brought up a good point. Your question is better. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to skirt around it. I want to go back. I want to answer it. May I? May I? Is that acceptable? You're good with it. Of course. It's, hey, man, it's your podcast. If I oh, had it's our podcast. Between, if, yes. I had a, if I had to tw- tw- pick between Cameron and Mikhail, I think I would pick Cameron. So That's all. I, I I don't I don't want to explain it. I just like it. I'll leave it at that. So I answered uh, it. So I, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna explain it. I'll say this. I feel guilty picking Cam, <laughs> but I'm still gonna pick Cam. It's like picking between my two children. Well, not really. That would. It's like big. picking between my wife and my daughter. That's a. I feel like that's a better, better. Uh, you know what I mean? Analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Equal but different love. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that could be a song title. Equal but different love. Maybe that'll be the episode title. Probably not. Okay. Or or, or it could be Fanny of the Flames Dark. Okay. I, okay. Anyway, what else, Daniel? Anything else you want to cover? I think we talked about one more thing we can cover. I think we could probably hop into it. Do you want to hop into it? Let's hop into it. I feel like I might want to just say, do you want to just take the laboring or here because you know what we're going to talk a little cardinals and you're the cardinals guy at least in this group here <laughs> you and me <laughs> and paul but paul doesn't have he even told us that he doesn't have the capacity to pay attention to football as much <laughs> as he does basketball that's true and I'm, i don't fault him for that i don't, I don't either 
So, okay, don't, here, I'll, don't you know, I said, I'll let you do it. I'm going to lie. I'm going to do it. Okay. So okay. before, before we started the podcast, I brought this up to Dan and I told him, I, I thought I saw some parallels in these situations, wanted to get his thoughts and, and he saw them. And, and I think it's, it's a good talking point. So right now with the Cardinals, we have this whole Kyler Murray situation going on, right? He scrubbed his social media. He's up for a contract extension, wants one, blah, 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 blah. Right. And there's been a certain reaction, at least as I've perceived it from the Valley with respect to how Kyler Murray has handled that situation. And I don't want to say placing blame or taking sides, but there's a, there's a lean towards one side or the other, right? As there naturally will be. And then last off season, we had the situation with the Suns and DA. There were, Similar, albeit in different through different avenues, uh, you know, efforts by DA's camp to make things public, what have you. And I felt like there was a different perceived reaction. And and, and what I saw, Daniel, please tell me if I'm wrong with DA. And I'm not saying whether any side is right or wrong here. I feel like right now I'm like trying to make I'm like giving a disclaimer before I talk about politics or something, even though I don't. But <laughs> Please don't jump down my throat for taking any side. I'm trying to just lay out the situation. As I see it, on the one side with DA, it was, oh my gosh, why aren't they paying him? Like, just get a contract done. How do you not extend him? Do something, offer him something, blah, blah, blah. On the other side with Kyler, it's not. Maybe my perception is wrong. I have not been keeping up it with it, uh, as particularly the Kyler situation as much. So, please tell me if I'm wrong. But Dan, what's what what are, what are your thoughts there? Do you see different responses in the two different situations? And if you do, are those different responses justified? Why do you think they might be there, et cetera, et cetera? The floor is yours. I I, I have a much more simple approach, man. Okay. Um, my so. The pro Kyler, like the far, like the pro Kyler, like the extreme pro Kyler people tend to be like the really like anti-DA people on Twitter. Is that true? That's, it's, it's weird, but kind of. Yeah. It Interesting. Kind of. It's, it's, hmm. it's really weird uh, in my experience at least, but here's what I'll say. Um, Everybody knows my stance on DA. I think DA is fantastic. Um, you know, I always go back to that. I always go back to that, you know, the, the GM survey after he got drafted. They said, who's going to be the best rookie? Luka Doncic, who's going to be the best player in five years? DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Um, four years in, DeAndre Ayton has made the finals and um, was a fucking fantastic in that playoff run and is an anchor defensively and a, and a really good player on a um, finals contender. Meanwhile, Luka Doncic is still looking for his first playoff round win. So we'll have it at that. And the um, Mavs are stuck in NBA purgatory, at least as far as I'm concerned. For now, but they beat the Warriors last night. So people seem to think that now they're contenders for the championship, but whatever. Um, and then you have Kyler Murray, who Kyler Murray is a very polarizing figure. I love Kyler Murray for what it's worth. I will preference, uh, you know, I will say this. Um, 
when Kyler Murray came out in the draft, I was a uh, keep Josh Rosen and trade the number one pick and get as many draft picks as you can because your team sucks. I am here telling you guys that I was unbelievably wrong with that take. Kyler Murray's fantastic. I love Kyler Murray. I do. Uh, his attitude, his you know the way he carries himself, not so great. But you know he's twenty. <laughs> he, you know it's crazy. He's still older than Devin Booker, which is that, that is pretty wild. If you think yeah. about that. Um, you know, but it is what it is as far as you know. You know, football goes. Um, this whole situation, people seem to draw parallels to it, right? Because he, beyond both number one picks. Both didn't get their contract exemption when they wanted, or you know, at least that's what it looks like now with Kyler Murray. My thing is this, all right, Kyler Murray, and everybody wants to. Here's the thing: the the the, the common thing to do is to put blame on Cliff Kingsbury, and people love to put put uh, blame on Cliff, but at the same time, Kyler Murray deserves a certain amount of criticism right that playoff loss dude the monday night football game against the rams let's call it how it is he completely shit himself all right and i say that and and i still believe that he's a he's the cardinals franchise quarterback right he's still the, the quarterback of the future that doesn't change he had a bad game but at the same time he followed up that bad game and started making contract demands <laughs> through his agent, right? Let's compare that to DeAndre Aiden, who last season, you know, he, he was at one point during the regular season was getting benched for Dario Starch in the, at, at, in the fourth quarter. Let's just call it how it is. In the playoffs, in the playoffs, he fucking took it to the Lakers, right? He guarded up Jokic. To the point where Jokic was like, hey, here's my jersey. Dude, you're a beast. Like, that was the only time Jokic couldn't score. And then had the value, you know, when the Clippers went small, he held his own. You know, we can talk about that game four. And we we were at that watch party, right? Game four um, at the arena where he almost had a 20-20 game if not for Chris Paul stealing that last rebound from him, um, was an absolute beast in the postseason. Didn't get his contract extension. If anything, what Kyler Murray's doing right now is what DA should have done, but he didn't. He said, you know what? I'm going to be professional. I'm going to work my ass off, and I'm going to show you why I should get that max contract. And, you know, he's, he's done that. You know, he's had injuries this season. He had the you know health and safety protocols, and people will talk shit and be like, "Oh, he hasn't done this and that." And people love to nitpick DA, but at the same time, he decided to be something. He, he decided to be a part of something special, right, with the Suns. And Kyler Murray has not. So, in my opinion, it's apples and oranges, man. Like Kyler Murray's great. Don't get me wrong; I was completely wrong about it. I thought he was going to be too short. Shit. I wanted them to draft Joey Bosa and, and, and no, who was it? The Nick Bosa? Who plays for the, who plays for the Chargers, dude? Joey. 
Okay, so Nick, I wanted to draft Nick. Whoa. Sorry. Whoa, fuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wanted to, I wanted them to draft Nick Mosa and then or, or trade the number one pick and you know get more picks. So I love Kyler Murray, but long story short, dude, like this is and people want to compare the two. It's not a comparison. Kyler's really fucking up here. And I agree. You know what? If you're the Cardinals, just fucking pay him. But at the same time, look at how he handled it, man. And look at how DA handled it. DA was pissed. He had that, you know, he was disappointed. He had those, he had a couple of those like news conferences when he's like, yeah, I'm disappointed. It sucks. But I'm going to go out and I'm going to show you guys why you should have paid me. And Kyler didn't do that. And Kyler, let's be honest, Kyler hasn't been, I'll go back to, you know, before he got drafted and we had that interview with Dan Patrick when it was awkward. When Dan Patrick yeah. was like, hey, man, are you going to play football or baseball? And he wouldn't even answer the question. I'm like, dude, really? Yeah. that That's what you're going to do? I don't know. But, well, you know. And well, and you, I, I, I think you look at it, too, from the perspective of, look, they both, at the end of the day, they or through their camps, whatever, made their contract situations at the forefront in some public manner. Sure. DA did it really primarily through if well, okay, yeah, you're right. If he was asked a question, he would answer it, but gave what amounts to a fairly diplomatic answer. Absolutely. B that the the story was a Woj came out with that story about, you know, sons having made an offer and blah blah, which obviously came through DA's agents. So made it public, but in a way that in the context of things is the professional way of going about it, quote unquote, right? Whereas you have Kyler, and I think he came out actually with the statement subsequently, but first started this all off with the whole scrubbing of the social media, which is, yeah. call it what it is, it's a super passive-aggressive move, right? Juvenile. And, and sure. it's, I was just going to say, childish. And I think that just right off the bat puts a bad taste in people's mouths because, again, what are they accomplishing at the end of the day? Really, uh, the same thing, but way they get there completely different uh and and is that the whole story obviously not but i think that is a microcosm of the of the two of them as a whole right at least what we see yeah. in, in the public eye. so but anyway exactly. i just thought it was an interesting kind of talking point based on where everything was at and and what have you so but yeah and, and I, I like that because to be honest with you and not to cut you off but you saw this i think it was this past week when deandre Ayton put out the whole you know, they had the whole series like, you know, what, what you know, we are the Valley or like, you know, I'm, I'm the Valley proud. Like, what does that mean? And DA put that out and like, it was like a whole, he had the voiceover and he's like, I'm Valley proud. I've been here since, you know, my second year in high school. And like, right. this is what this means to me. And Kyler Murray's like, nah, I'm just going to wear a Oakland A's hat to a Suns game. Like, it's... right. Yeah. Yeah, no, there. I think they're in the commitment to the the community, not community in that sense, but like just the, the city as a whole, right? Yeah, um, is is at least perceived, and I think probably in reality different. So, but at any rate, why don't we go ahead and uh, wrap up this episode, shall we? Because I'm tired. Yeah, You're tired. I'm tired. Are you sweepy? No, I just felt like I had a somebody had to fill in for Paul and like complain. Like I, I can't belt out like a yawn, so I figured I would just say it. Um, Dude, leave but Paul alone, man. I will not. 
ever. Leave my man's alone. Ever, ever, ever. Even Love though today, day. even though today in the morning, you know, being like the, you know, person in the group that is like the humongous Suns fan, not, not Suns fan, a humongous uh, Batman fan. He like asked another guy in our group chat, like, hey, what do you think of the Batman reviews? And I'm like, hey, fuckface, am I invisible? I didn't realize you, I didn't realize you took that so personally. Call me Casper, oh, buddy. Man. Oh, um, okay, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go see the movie tomorrow night, three days before anybody else goes sees it. Okay, cool. All right, thanks, Paul. Can I go now? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, buddy. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at so says Jay. Paul's at Dervish of World. Dan, what do you get? What do you get? What do you get? Oh man! Uh, shout out to at Buffalo Trace Whiskey uh, for holding me down tonight and for getting me kind of fucked up while I recorded this. So I apologize for the listeners. Um, and let me shout out at the Globe Ultra for being that guy. <laughs> and what I want you to take away from this episode is we good we good and we appreciate you listening we appreciate you listening and depending on when you're listening have yourself a good morning good afternoon or good evening dan just spilled beer on himself on this live video Long since I felt normal, been so long since I felt safe.